With us this morning is uh, Dr. William J. Parker. Uh, he was 30 years in the Navy, CEO of Parker Maritime Technologies, and the former CEO of the East-West Institute that tried to, to have peace in the, in the world. Dr. Parker, there's so many things happening in the world right now. Uh, what are you worried about the most? Well, um, maybe I am worried the most about the United States' uh, uh, situation in the world, how we're looked at right now. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think we're looked at uh, from a, from a uh, vision of strength. And that concerns me. I look at uh, what's going on uh, with the Russians. I look at what's going on with the Chinese and the Chinese in, uh, in South America, potentially Chinese in, in Cuba. These things concern me quite a bit. They're, they're trying to outmaneuver us in so many ways. And I don't forget the Chinese government. And, uh, you know, when I talk about Chinese, I don't talk about Chinese people are very nice people. I try to talk about the Chinese government that has uh, possibly 100 million uh, people uh, in the Communist Party that are, are, are dispatched all over the world to do the doing of the Chinese government. John, I think you just hit it right on the nose. There, there's a lot, most probably, uh, a really good Chinese people. But the reality is that the Chinese Communist Party is a major threat to the United States. We've been talking about this for 15, 20 years now, you and I. And, and in fact, when you go back and look at the fact of the, the, the U.S. Navy, that was the largest Navy in the world, we said, if we don't change this now, we're going to have we're going to have issues. And we didn't change it. We didn't start building ships. And now we're the second largest Navy in the world. Um, and their technology is significant, most of which was taken by from us. So so I worry about these things. I worry about what it looked like when we left Afghanistan. I worry about what it looks like when, uh, they took, when the Saudis when we, when, when we When we moved out of Afghanistan, the, the Chinese took over almost the, the biggest base we ever had in Afghanistan. That was uh, only a couple hundred miles off their border. That, that's exactly right. And, and, and took it over. Uh, and, oh, by the way, we left billions and billions of, uh, of dollars of equipment there, and we left some high-tech equipment there as well. Um, we will see that come back on the battlefield again, and I think we will end up fighting our own equipment in the future. So that it was a huge mistake the way we left Afghanistan. And if we're not careful, and I don't think we are being, uh, we're going to be dealing with a much closer neighbors in South America. And this, this idea of, uh, of Cuba, it could be one of two things. It could be, uh, it could be an administration that says, look, we're going to solve this problem. Uh, like Kennedy did, um, which, by the way, you're not going to get a second scenario like that, because everybody else read uh, the, well, the scenario in the Kennedy case as well. I understand a couple of days ago the Wall Street Journal ran that the Chinese are trying to move uh, bases or something into, into uh, Cuba, and my reading of it is uh, maybe it's a, they're, they're trying to do it in, move them in there, to uh, be able for uh, maybe Washington to solve the problem to make the current the current White House heroes oh look we solved the, the Cuban Missile Crisis again. Yeah, I think um, you know when you went back and looked at the last couple of Joint Chiefs of Staff and when they were asked what their biggest concern was, they said it was the economy. 
uh, and and we have a major problem there right now as well. That, that is the economy is a national security issue. Having the right people in place to look down range and say we can't allow um, countries like China into uh, South America um, in in the way that they're rolling in right now with uh, with weapons with spies. We can't allow balloons to fly over our country and hover over our most sensitive areas, et cetera. So there's a lot of things I'm concerned about. But from the national security perspective, I would say um, the economy, I would say the uh, the lack of uh, flow of fuel, I would say our very big mistake of, um, of uh, downsizing the strategic reserve. And now we haven't uh, bought back and brought that strategic reserve of oil back up to the level it's supposed to be. These are all major concerns, and it's all happening simultaneously. The winners of this whole thing, the winners of all of these scenarios, when you go back and look at it, is either the Chinese or India. Um, Russia's a big loser on this thing, and our taxpayers are a big loser on this. I mean, it's such a joke going on. Uh, last week, also uh, last Sunday, uh, Saudi Arabia tried to stir the pot to, to raise the, by cutting oil to raise the price of oil because oil was down to the, the $68 the previous Friday. And, but they only right. managed to raise it a couple of dollars because nobody believes Saudi Arabia anymore. I mean, Russia. Russia is selling oil to Pakistan. Pakistan is selling that same oil to the United States. I mean, it, it, you can't make this crap up. And you're, you're spot on there. This is a, a, uh, a series of mistakes at an epic level right now, and the impact on the American taxpayer, um, this is this is not one or two years paying it back. This is generations of paying this back if we correct it now. If we don't correct it now, um, I'm sorry, but uh, the, the very security of this country is threatened. And, and we are we are heading down that road if we're not already there uh, between what's going on with our military, between what's going on with the economy, uh, the lack of energy, the fact that we're talking about going electric. What happens if you really go electric? Well, then if you have any kind of EMP strike, electromagnetic pulse strike, it means all of those electric cars, all those electric vehicles stop operating instantaneously. So now what do you have to operate? Okay, so let's say an EMP event doesn't happen. You also have to look at the fact that the grid cannot support all these electric vehicles um, that we want to put on the road in the near future. Is it good to save the environment, to save energy? Probably. But we have to be smart about it and phase it in versus bring them all in at one time. But we better find a way to protect these vehicles and others against the EMP kind of events that could just completely wipe out not only uh, uh, vehicles, but our power plants, et cetera. Understood. Um where else do you, when you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, uh, holy cow, what, are, what are, uh, other areas are you afraid for our country? Uh, I'm concerned about what's going on in Ukraine just because I, I think that there's a possibility that that could impact all of Europe. Uh, right now, there are backup cooling systems. We're talking now about the, um, the dam that just uh, burst, uh, how it burst don't know yet. Um, but the reality is uh, it is significant in the impact to those human beings there. It's also uh, significant to potentially the cooling 
of the nuclear power plant that's uh, locally set there. Now, right now, they have extra uh, places and extra water to do that. But when people aren't able to uh, have any water to drink, they're going to get it from wherever they can, rightly so. So I'm concerned about that. Nobody's really well, talking about North didn't, Korea Didn't right Saudi now. Arabia or somebody bought uh, all the water supply or, or create, uh, you know, you create a problem, it's good for somebody's business. Absolutely. And there's a lot of that going on right now between that and the uh, military industrial complex um, making an awful lot of money right now on Ukraine and, uh, and other places around the globe. Nobody's Anything, really talking any about update? North Korea. Any update on Ukraine or, uh, or, or, you know, which side do you believe more? Um, uh, I, I would like to believe that, um, that the Ukrainian uh, people want to be, um, I mean, remember, there's a reason that we did not uh, bring them into NATO when we did because they hadn't met the human rights issues. They hadn't met in, in many of the other issues. Um, uh, the Russians uh, certainly felt threatened, uh, and, and this is another one of these self-inflicted gunshot ones. Are you spinning up threats um, by, by putting more weapons in right next to the border of another country, um, potentially? On the other side of it is uh, Crimea happened under Obama. Trump said, don't even think about it. And they didn't cross the border and they waited until Biden came in and then they uh, and then they rolled into into Ukraine. So I think the bigger threat there is the fact that we didn't stop it in the first place. Uh, nobody's talking about uh, nobody's talking about North Korea right now, but the the, uh, the missile tests there are unprecedented. The level of, of tests, I believe that they will do another nuclear test sometime this year, underground test. Um, they now have the ICBM capability, that's an intercontinental ballistic missile capability, to reach the United States. Um, they have lots of queuing going on now. They have uh, balloons. They're working with the Chinese, so they have plenty of balloons that are doing sensing over the United States. Um, we have more and more ships we're seeing. Remember, you got 100,000 commercial ships in the world right now as well. Thank you for an update, uh, uh, Bill Parker. And uh Thank you for, you know, you served 30 years in the Navy and uh, protected our country. And thank you for, for keeping, uh, speaking out for our country continuously. And we'll catch up with you again real soon. Sounds great, John. Thank you very much. Great to be back on your show.